Well, hello, fabulous people. This is Naomi Tucker with the Planet on a Posted podcast, coming at you with episode 13 of the podcast. I invite you to get your favorite beverage, whether it be coffee or maybe you're settling in with a glass of wine. Regardless of what it is, I hope you hang with me for a few moments as we discuss our episode today. Today, I wanted to get into will the event industry return? And really just talking about some discussions that are out there in the event industry and where we're headed and what we can do in the meantime. Before we get started, I wanted to go ahead and give you a couple of updates. The first update is we do have a new book club. I'm very, very excited for this book. It is Judy Holler's book, Fear is My Homeboy. Now, Judy is like an amazing individual. She's so lighthearted. She is just she glows when she's on the stage and she just has a wonderful personality and a vibrancy about her. So I'm really excited about her book. Uh, she's been a part of the event industry for some time. I remember meeting her back in 2012 when, um, when I was president of MPI and we had a discussion and she was just had a vision for what her path was in life. And I love that. And I'm just so excited to be able to just see her. So and just see her growth. So it's been amazing. I'm excited about this book. Looking forward to jumping in and I hope that you are too. Now, if you have been in this season and you're a little fearful of what's to come or perhaps you just really don't do well with fear in your life um, and that's something that you know you have to work on, this is the book for you. And you know what? Let's tackle that together and read about it and see how we can apply that to our lives and help us. So join me in helping kick fear in the butt. June 3rd is the date of the book club. You can go to planetonaposted.com backslash book club in order to RSVP. And I will go ahead and send you a link. I would love to be able to have it be a participatory time. So we might try Zoom this time. Um, I know last time we did have a couple of people that were able to jump on. I would hope that you would be able to do that as well. So this will be great June 3rd for our next book club selection where we'll be discussing Fear Is My Homeboy by Judy Holler. Now, before we get started, please go ahead, hit that little like button, go ahead and share it, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so that you will be updated each and every time when a podcast drops. So um, I think that's it. Let's get started with our discussion. So recently, there's been several blog posts, opinions, articles that have been put out about the event industry, where it's going, how we're going to change, how we'll pivot, and what is next. And I love this type of conversation because it allows us to come up with our different ways of how we'll get through the industry. And it's just really great to be able to see the connectivity that's happening on social media about what we love best about this industry and then where the industry is going. I really enjoyed an article that was posted on Medium by Nicholas Rivero from MEPTEC. And he was really talking about that our industry isn't the same as others. And he is absolutely right. You know, COVID has basically impacted everything. And although our social dynamic has been really affected 
many of our working dynamics have. And there has been a pickup in just in our economy where different industries are able to pivot and change. For example, restaurants, they're able to do curbside pickup. Um, you can do delivery only. How many of us are now into Instacart like nobody's business? We just love to do Instacart and have our groceries delivered to our houses. I mean, that business has really picked up since this whole thing. Now, also curbside pickup or selling liquor on the go. Some places have been really able to pivot, but the event industry, we have been able to pivot in some areas. We've been able to pivot to virtual. Many planners and organizations are embracing virtual meetings. We've been able to learn a lot more about virtual meetings than we ever have had in the past to understand the platforms that are out there to understand how they can be made and pivoted and of use for our events. Um, but virtual only can go so far. I think I've heard several of my friends say that although we're very thankful for virtual, we now know that virtual will never be able to play, replace face-to-face -face because there is a special kind of magic that happens when we're all together, when we're creating those shared moments in time. And Nicholas also says that as well in his article you know when we're putting those events together there's just so much personal touches that we can add to the event and there's so just the energy of live events really fuels us and to be a part of that and no matter what shape or form that we are part of that it's just it's 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 just an amazing feeling and it is magical so it made me think about you know how can we how can we make that happen are there any other ways that we can pivot our business besides virtual and it's worth a little bit of thought because in terms of the economy and in terms of how um, different experts are trying to tell us that perhaps there might be another wave of um, this virus we are going to have to be able to um, at least be prepared to withstand another season and are we prepared for that? Are our businesses strong enough to be prepared for that? Or is there another way that we can reimagine events so that it will continue to keep us going? So that is definitely of some thought, um, figuring out how else we can be able to pivot during this time. Um, and in one way, I was thinking, you know, we are highly administrative and we have excellent attention to detail and we can do things when other people cannot and perhaps there is an effect that we can have in our community and bring that to our community to be able to help there might be some way that we can localize what we do a little bit more and be able to do it more on a smaller scale versus a larger scale and it that might be something that you kick it into um, so really think outside of the box on how you can deliver events um, in this time because we might have to last a longer time to do so. Another aspect of this article that Nicholas put together is him just talking about, you know, there's so many people in, in our industry that do things because they love it. I can't tell you, I have so many friends that are travel directors that they just love to go from event to event get on site, do what they need to do. Meanwhile, they're in a wonderful, lovely place and 
they are able to travel and have this road family. And that's just, that's just amazing. And sometimes these people, um, even the planners, they can go, they can live a life in the shadows, as Nicholas puts it. They can be thankless, unseen, hidden away in a wardrobe full of black. How many people have just their penguin suits, their black and whites that um, they're probably not wearing right now? <laughs> but this is what we do. We always have our blacks and we go to the events. We make sure that they're seamless. And most of the time, you know, other than within our community, um, it is a thankless job. So we just need to lift up those people in our community and really just recognize that there are others in our community that really have been devastated by this whole situation. It's not just the organizations that are losing events and the event planners that are doing them, but there also are security staff and trucking and shipping logistics and production vendors and DMCs and artists and speakers. Everybody is affected by this and we have so many people that our industry touches that this is definitely hurting them so um what has really what i've been seeing which has been amazing is keeping contact with those that you work together with a lot throughout the year let them know you're thinking about them let them know that you're here for them let just keep them updated in terms of where you stand in regards to your event it can really help them in terms of to understand when they can either expect, you know, more business or if things need to pivot, it just helps them to be able to recalibrate their their organizations as well as they move forward. I know just the other day I saw that I think JW Marriott, I forgot which date JW Marriott, but it's a particular um, Marriott in the chain had to furlough several employees. And um, it's just devastating to start to hear a lot of these articles come out with that information. I believe Hyatt did too. Um, you know, the layoffs are not done. Every single day that we're having no events, um, there's a potential for organizations to not be able to go on and have to change what they do. So um, definitely keep in touch with those in the industry. And let's really just try to think about how we can how we can do what we do differently in order to help some people survive and still be a part of an industry that they love. Another thought um, that Nicholas had that I that I really respected is he was saying that, you know, although we were one of the first ones to get hit, we're probably going to be the last to come back. And he mentioned that, you know, the industry probably won't return um, when cities begin to reopen. So for us, for them to start doing music festivals, concert tour, tours, and actually doing concerts, it probably will take anywhere from months to, that, that usually take anywhere from months or years to plan or coordinate. When they come back, you might not see them back right away. So we're, we're talking maybe even a year's time. So um, that's something really to take into consideration if you're a planner or you, if you're you know someone who supports a program that you might really need to know how long is this going to last and I'm, if I'm able to sustain myself you know until things start kicking back in or perhaps I need to shift into virtual meetings <laughs> planning virtual meetings or you know um, getting you know jobs in a, 
a field that's actually thriving right now. Perhaps that's something that you would need to consider, especially if it means that events might not get back for another for another year or six months to a year at the very least. So, um, you know, he sums up his article with things that you can do for now. And I thought that these were really key to communicate. You know, the first one he mentioned was to rest. You know, he brought up the thought of we've been on, we, we are usually on the road all the time. It's long hours, it's late nights. Many of us travel back to back for events. And at that, we're also trying to spend time with our families or making sure our kids are okay and making sure that our spouses are, you know, taken care of. And this is offering us an opportunity to rest, which let's gladly accept that gift <laughs> of resting. Um, he also mentions to communicate. Um, like I mentioned earlier on, it's important that we continue to talk about how this is affecting us, what we're seeing, how we're seeing things shift and where we're seeing things going because um, it might be your unique idea that helps refuel the industry with a different idea. So definitely um, continue to talk to your friends, continue to really push the envelope on, you know, how to how to plan events and continue to make those ideas happen and bring those ideas in so that we can start to see some traction in our industry. And the last one he said was to create. Um, this is a time of like, creative renaissance, I believe he says, really bring those ideas to the table, really try to reimagine, rethink, recreate um, new concepts of event planning. Maybe there's different ways that it can be done differently on a smaller scale. Um, start to really think about those and put your ideas and really innovate them and create because that's what we need right now. And then I would just add to continue to care. Our industry is one that we care extremely about the organizations and the events that we plan. Our events are purposeful. We want to make sure that we're bringing um, just nothing but magical moments into people's lives through events. But you also have that magic every single day. Um, just, you know, when you're going to get your groceries, um, there are magical moments and connections that are being made that aren't really within the confines of an event. So continue to spread your magic, continue, continue to um, add your sparkle to um, your everyday. So we'd love to be able to hear from you on what is your story during this whole, um, this whole situation that we're in. Are you willing to share your story with me? We'd love to just hear how you're doing, how you've overcome, or perhaps you're not, and um, want to be able to provide a community around um, around what's happening and what, what you're going through right now. So I'll leave a link to um, allow you to be able to do that and share your story. I really hope that everyone's doing wonderfully well, that you're doing the best that you can. If there's anything that I ever can do for you, please let me know. But I agree with Nicholas. Let's use this time to rest, use this time to communicate, use this time to create. And like I said, I would add, use this time to care. Well, that's it, my beautiful people. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Planet on a Post-it Podcast. Um, I ask for you to go ahead and like and share it and also visit the website at planetonaposted.com. You'll find an array of blog posts and a reservoir of the previous podcast there. And I am looking forward to being able to talk to you again soon on another episode. Again, like, share, subscribe, and leave a message, please, to let me know what you thought about this episode and if any of it resonated with you. Have a wonderful rest of your week.